Hey, everybody, on this episode of the Nerd Brand Podcast, we welcome back Savannah Cherry from Slingshot, and we're talking about a brand in crisis. Touch on it for a second if you want to. Yeah, um, we changed that because obviously what happened. So, but anyways, welcome back everybody to the Nerd Brand Podcast. So, I'm going to read what I wrote here about internal marketing. Ooh, uh, okay. So, in an age when labor absolutely cannot work in a toxic bosses and culture, how are you promoting yourself and attracting talent? Excited and help you your brand's goals. Basically, how do you keep people from quitting? <laughs> yeah, which can also tie into a brand in crisis because if everyone's quitting, yeah. I would say you're in a crisis. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but one of the things that we also are going to address is that being the nerds that we are is I'm sad because of the Batgirl cancellation. And wah, wah, wah. I, yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. Do we have? No, oh. that's not it. No. <laughs> no. We're doing testing. No, nope, that would be if it was funny. Nope, no, we're that's not, we're the opposite. We're just gonna, yeah, we're just gonna stop. I have a I have a sad trombone somewhere. You know this thing. We'll goes, tie it. It'll yeah. be like when I'm like talking about like something really important and detailed, and you'll yeah. you'll, go, you'll yeah. try to do the clap. And that's. <laughs> you know what yep, I'm gonna do, Jason? You. I'm gonna get a labeler so you can label the buttons. Yeah, Unless actually, you I do, but I'm lazy. <laughs> We thought you would remember the colors, but... No, not really. <laughs> we just did an episode, too, about ADA compliance and about how color is important. And oh, yeah. And some people are colorblind, and you got to do the site for the... Yeah, so it's really kind of... Anyways. <laughs> that is a uh, chasing a rabbit. Anyway, con- <laughs> yeah. Uh, brand in crisis. Um, DC is a brand, in my opinion, that's in crisis because, man, it's hard to be a fan with DC right now because every oh, yeah. time good news comes out, you're like, oh. It's always... Yeah, there was... The, the Schneider cut, everybody was so excited, and then that wasn't as big as everybody wanted. And yeah. the most recent news, as you mentioned, the Batgirl. Yeah, and then Ezra Miller keeps holding people up or something. <laughs> I don't know what the crap yeah, is the, going on. I don't know when this is releasing, but the latest thing was that he's been charged with like burglary and trespassing and all of... So the Flash is in crisis as well. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Aquaman was in crisis for a little bit, too. So the yeah. Recasting. So, yeah. <laughs> it still is. Ah, so yes, D- DC is in crisis. Yeah, yeah. They might as well just do that. And that's why I named this episode Brandon Crisis, because it's kind of a pun on crisis. Yeah, the, the comic series. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, man, they got this already set up. It's like, it's, it's just not, it's just not the same storyline. That's mm-hmm. all. It just has to do with, you know, Amber Heard. It's an Hurt. alternate reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like one co-star poops in somebody else in her husband's bed and the other one like breaks chairs and... I don't know what's going on. Her dog stepped on a bee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most crisis. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, geez. But yeah, the whole Batgirl thing. So we had Michael Keaton back reprising the role as Batman. Yeah. And he's not an actor, number one, to do sequels. So when he did Batman Returns, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because 
he liked the director, Tim Burton, and that's why he agreed to do it. And he's even still agreed to do a sequel to Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And which I'm thinking we've said enough with the first one, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Be careful with, you can't say that name a couple times. Yeah. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Beetle drink. Beetle drink. <laughs> I loved him. That's one of my favorite movies. So I'm, ex- and I, I'm a huge Winona Ryder fan. So yeah. I'm excited for that to come out. Like Tim Burton, tie back to Tim Burton right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he he was in this movie with Brendan Fraser as Firefly, and we sort of got a Firefly in um, the Zack Snyder. Yeah, so kinda like we always got <laughs> it a bunch like of a, it was like a hint. Yeah, we always got a bunch of kindas when it comes to Zack Snyder's universe. Like, oh, that's fu-. no, that's not. But he's got a no, still not. It could be, <laughs> could be. Well, maybe it's, it's an <laughs> Easter egg for thinking online. Yeah, and that's all it would be. You know, that was it. So. But then, you know, you, I saw the casting for this film and then they released behind the scenes footage of it. Yeah, it was almost done. Yeah. <laughs> 90 million. They said, oh, it's not enough. Because Marvel spends 200 million per film, not the right. Avenger ones. And I'm like, 90 million. So they spent half the movie and it looked like about the same quality as a Marvel film being shot. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you not just go ahead and do this? Right. Because especially if they were almost done, because from <laughs> what we've heard and what we've seen, it was... It just had like a like a month or a couple months of work left, and then it would have been done and released. Yeah. But for some reason, they've decided that it wasn't worth the couple million of dollars the <laughs> for them tiny pieces of budget just to finish the film. Yeah, um, I mean, you're talking about CGI. You know, that's usually the last thing that goes on and mm-hmm. post production, editing, and all that. I mean, that's. Actors will come back into sound booths and re, you know, record their mm-hmm. lines again. People, it doesn't happen on set. There's no way that they're saying a line running on top of a fire truck with flames going off. And, I'm gonna get you because all you're gonna hear is "Go, go, go!" You have to re-record everything in a booth. Do you mean they're not singing live when they're no? Bad, They're saying peanut, Batgirl the musical. Yeah, the lips are moving, but it's peanut butter and jelly. That's all that's being said. <laughs> watermelon, watermelon. Yeah, watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's sort of like, you know, when you don't really have a good, like, brand strategy plan to start with. Like, you know, you don't kind of, I, I don't know, it's very shocking. I've never really seen a business like, you know, in the 11th hour, drop the ball and be like, well, we're done. We're not going to do it. We give up. It's like, you just spent all that time and money on, mm-hmm. you know, materials and marketing. But, and here's the real kick in the gut. HBO Max is going away. Yes. I this mean, is something I wanted to talk about. <laughs> go for it. Uh, HBO Max and Discovery Plus are merging next summer. Um, and so the question is, is it going to cost more? Is that everyone with an HBO Max subscription just kind of going to get thrown to the side? And for me, and you talk about it briefly, mm-hmm. they're not the same target market. <laughs> no, they're not. No. What have you got on like Discovery Channel, like Naked and Afraid? It's all well that and like some informative Hun- things. Like it, it dramatized like reality TV, but it's not really reality TV. Yeah. It's just... Scenarios when they're in nature is yeah, like the like the lumberjacks in Canada. There's mm-hmm. like ice road truckers and ice road truckers. That's um, what I was thinking of. What else is there? The the, the long term fishing boat. Mm-hmm. They followed them for like several oh, seasons. What was the one with the moonshiners in like 
West oh. Virginia, Virginia, like oh, yeah, in, yeah, in the uh, App- uh, Appalachian Mountains. Basically, they go as far as they can into the forest, find the first person, and film what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a show that was on Discovery Channel that was about um, some kind of plant, not marijuana? No, I'm not talking about any kind of illegal I'm substance. Like, careful. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was uh, some kind of root or something they grow. And Ayahuasca? Some kind of multi-million dollar industry, actually. Oh. And you're not allowed to like go on to certain lands. And a lot of government lands, actually, it grows on in the wild. Mm. And they sneak into trucks and they go into the parks. And then they start like literally harvesting it. And, Illegally. Yeah. Oh. And they put it in. Some, Is it like, um, like ginseng, maybe? Yes. Is that it? That's it. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they grab that and it goes for... Lots and lots of oh, yeah, especially mm-hmm. if it's yeah, only slightly off topic, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit off topic. We chase rabbits here. Everybody oh, knows yeah. that by That's, now. It's fun. That's part of the fun of everybody tuning into the show that I found out <laughs> when I talked to some of the fans. They're like, "You guys go off the rails," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's a blast." And they're like, "Yeah, I actually had a guy yesterday. Uh, he, I think he's going to be on the show. It was Chris." And he just calls me up out of blue and he was listening to one of our episodes and he was like, I want to be on the show. And I was like, well, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> what and, would we even talk yeah, about? Yeah. We did, uh, you can check out a past episode we did we called uh, Why We Ask Why. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's my jam. And I was like, all right, cool. Because he does marketing research. Right. And so he's one of those guys that get overlooked and neglected a lot, you know, because a company and a brand, since get back on topic, they're kind of like figuring out like, who do we talk to? Who do we sell to? What's the market? Why won't they buy it? Yeah. You know, you want to hire that guy because he does tell you. Yeah. He'll come in and research and do stuff. And he does a lot more than just questionnaires and Mm -hmm. group, you know, focus groups, which Mitch absolutely hates. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're trying to get a show together with the two of them on there. I'm going to let them argue about focus groups because one hates them. That should be the theme or the topic like bitter rivalry (laughs) ding ding that's a sound effect we can add and maybe i'll remember the color that it's coded to blood red for the battle (laughs) like a rocky battle yeah i'm still looking for the sad trombone i I mean that's no no oh spooky there she is is it green yeah the green green one (laughs) listeners at home it's the green button yeah Yeah, you can comment at Nerd Brand Agency, more green button. It's kind of like that more cowbell. Oh, yes. I got <laughs> And the only prescription is more cowbell. cowbell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, back to the show. So why a brand in crisis? What it looks like in our universe? Um, yeah. I mentioned DC because it's a brand that I love. They're making it harder and harder to love it. Um, <laughs> I loved the movie The Batman. There was a lot of symbolism in that, but unlike Zack Snyder, it wasn't really overdone. Mm-hmm. A good example of that is, and I may be like reaching too far on this one, but when Batman saves all the people and he's got the flare and the water's dark, did you notice all the people form a symbol of the bat and he's at the tail end of the bat? Oh, yeah. The, when the shot- imagery in that film is like, if they don't win for cinematography or like get at least a nod, I think that yeah. is unfair. Yeah, and that's the thing that these films overlook. I mean, that that's a that is a beautifully shot film. It it gave because I mean, ever since the Dark Knight, DC has been it, they've struggled ever since yeah. the Dark Knight because that. How was do you such recreate? A, yeah, I mean Heath Ledger and Nolan set the bar really mm-hmm. high, uh, and I think ever since then DC has struggled with storytelling in a brand, and it's all been like fanfare and trends. Like, oh look, we got Wonder Woman. That's great. First one was. Captain America ish is if Mitch were here, he would argue. Um, <laughs> and the second one, we don't, we don't, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. You know, 1984 was like 
Was there a plot? Did you just shiver? (laughs) (laughs) I might as well have. Triggered. (laughs) Because I was so excited for 1984. Because like you mentioned, Wonder Woman was such a good franchise. And it just felt like it was thrown together. Yeah. Just to get another Wonder Woman film instead of like putting in the time and effort to build what a good movie could be. Chris Chris Pine carried it. Okay. Yeah, he, he did. I he did a really good job. Um, I I felt the same way about Suicide Squad because I was really oh. excited for a story like around Harley Quinn. Yeah, oh, but yeah. it was not good. She was not in it hardly at all. No, I thought she would have more of an appearance. Not really. It just like the whole plot. I was like questioning it, and I lost interest. And but the trailer yeah. looked so good. Yeah, yeah. It's like they put every good shot in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the rest of the movie is just like yeah. Because I already knew like off the bat, like I would not like Jared Leto as a Joker, but I was like, hmm, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, I could I could yeah. vibe with that. But you kind of see what happened is I mean we're talking about a product that a brand released and they advertised it. And quite frankly, the advertisement was a little less, it was a little lackluster. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, look at this shiny thing and pay your money for a ticket and an overpriced popcorn and a Coke and a candy bar and come watch it. And you leave the theater going like, damn it, I should have went to the 7-Eleven and got that candy <laughs> and not bother even with this until Okay, HBO but nights. I will, this is unpopular opinion, I will always pay extra for movie theater popcorn because yeah. I believe it's worth it. <laughs> oh, same. I'll go to the Dollar Tree and get whatever, like, candy. box candy throw that in a bag and then I'll, I, I don't know the fountain soda it's like when you go to a circle k it's like they put crack in it or something and you just you crave it for 79 cents yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. then i get that and extra butter popcorn and then well, like my husband and i will just go to the movie theater because right now where we live is like two minutes from movie theater we will just get movie theater popcorn and bring it home and not go to the movie wow okay that's that's different yeah that's a little different than what we're talking about but I've never thought about doing that. I just like, I can't, I'm a, like going to the movie theater for me is like going to church. Like I actually go like on Sunday. It's a religious experience. Well, in a way it gets, I get away from everything. It's the, Mm -hmm. truly the escape because I I love film and I love the fact you brought up cinematography for the Batman Mm -hmm. because I'm like, good grief. There's so much more than just, you know, action scenes and things. Fire exploding in the background. And And so it really kind of like, again, to bring up Batgirl again, I'm like really curious like, you got Firefly? What was, what's the story there? Like, yeah. I would love to know that, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't even know if we'll get to see the script. Kevin Smith uh, does um, Hollywood Babylon with Ralph Garman, and they actually did a 19-minute segment of him kind of ranting, and it's been trending through, mm-hmm. you know, magazines and, and the, the press lately about his opinion about what happened because he was actually tasked to create very deep cut series of characters that are in DC and I can't remember what they're called, but mm-hmm. cause it predates me even. And it's like, but a lot of hardcore fans in the comics, cause my knowledge ends with the Batman Grant Morrison runs. Right. And that's it in the trades. But, um, yeah, he was like, yeah, we were going to do this series. We set it up and we had a bizarro, uh, story. Okay. And they were going to do bizarro and bizarro was in this universe and he was going to focus on Jimmy Olsen and they were like, you know, Bizarro's like, oh, me here, hero, and, you know, all that, like he does. Mm-hmm. And then he said something like they would cut the camera away in this world, and all of a sudden all the people are like, help us, you know, like mouthing that. Ooh. And so it was going to be this, like, horrifying kind of. I was going to say dark. Yeah, dark thing. And then he, at the end, was finally going to get to be the hero that he was trying to be, Bizarro oh. was. So it was a redemption story, because that's what all stories are about, redemption. 
At this point, yeah. Yeah, so he gets banned to this other... This all comes from Kevin Smith, so it's mm-hmm. not like I'm... You're, this is fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, this is all <laughs> fan fiction at this point because Kevin Smith, I mean, he wrote this. And right. this is like, I was like, wow, for a guy that writes a lot of monologue, this is actually a really good premise. Right. But he said he got banned to another world, like a boom, one of those boom tubes opened up. And he went to another world. Bizarro banished himself there. And then red boots show up next to him as Bizarro is sitting there loathing himself. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, I heard you did a really good thing. And it was Superman. Oh. But you know who they cast as Bizarro, Superman's Bizarro? Nicolas Cage. Oh. They had him in. Oh my God. We that all, would have been the highlight of my life. <laughs> we almost had a Bizarro. Like, he was cast as Superman. And Nicolas Tim, Cage? Yeah, in Tim Burton's world. There's a wonderful documentary about the whole, the whole thing. And it was going to be after uh, Batman Returns came out or around that time. And they cast Nicolas Cage. And there was this famous um, in-the-moment shot of him in the suit. And everybody kind of made fun of it. But he had the long hair. So this is like after Superman come back mm, from the dead. Yeah. And um, they went through all of it. And so they made a whole documentary because the guy that was going to do it, was one of the writers or something, passed away. So they did this whole thing. And it's mm-hmm. on Hulu, I think. Ooh. And uh, it was like, I would have loved to have seen it. Yeah. Because it was in the Michael Keaton Batman world. Right. Could have easily just crossed over. And you wouldn't think, like, Nicholas Cage, really? The guy that does Elvis every time? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not the bees. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so we didn't get Superman the first time with him. Instead, mm-hmm. we got, like, Ghost Rider, which was, all right. And then we almost got Bizarro. But then we didn't. And then we didn't. So, but a lot of the projects got shut down because that was a decision of the buyout at Discovery. They were like, mm-hmm. no, theatrical release only because... This series, it was going to be an HBO Max series. Yes. It wasn't going to be in a theater. Don't worry. Yeah, so they asked a lot of stuff. So he went on for like 20 minutes about it, kind of like I almost did. <laughs> uh, because it is a very, like, you, like Savannah, you hit it. It's like, are you joking? And <laughs> like, we're so close. Does the cost that it, the difference that you're going to make and the, like, I just... Sorry. The money that they've now lost because they didn't want to just finish it because they were almost there. Now, not don't want to lean into sunk cost fallacy, which is like, mm-hmm. if it was going to be a nightmare and everything, maybe it was worth it to just throw it away. But like talking through the cast, talking yeah. through the story that it was going to have, like, I just don't understand what happened behind closed doors that caused this decision to be made. Yeah. I I really do think it has to do with just the tactics of they want theatrical releases only because I don't think they've quite figured out. Disney's figured it out, mm-hmm. but they're going to keep that quiet. But they figured out how to make money on streaming. Yeah. And I don't think they have it, DC. Because when you look at HBO Max, I hardly watch any DC stuff on HBO Max. I hate yeah. to say it. I, I hardly watch anything on HBO Max in general. I don't know. I, I just more of... Netflix and Disney Plus follower. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. they don't have quite the variety like the two. Yeah. But I mean, they don't have, they feel very directionless. I mean, if you're a consumer of movies and you love these stories, you kind of get what we're talking about and you don't want this to happen in your business, but it feels very directionless right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very scary thing because even though you have equity in this name, the value is going to drop because people are going to stop looking at your stuff because they're going to yeah. do like, I mean, we're kind of picking over a carcass of a dead horse right now with this topic, but right. still very relevant to what we talk about in building brands is that you have to keep building. You don't just build and quit. I mean, it's right. 
it's just an ongoing thing because trends, the market, society, a whole kinds of things happen. And I don't know. I would have liked to have seen it. Um, so maybe we'll just recreate it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a bunch of fans out there like, you know, and one thing I do want to say is, as I was very shocked because I saw the outfit that the actress was cast in. Yes. That is very Barbara Gordon from the animated series. Yes. That's what I was going to say. The purple and yellow. Yes. Yeah. It's again, another tieback Easter egg type of feel Yeah, that they're trying. They're so close to creating this story and brand. Mm-hmm. That is what they want, which is to build nostalgia. And then like you said, it's almost misguided that they're doing it for the purpose of they know that they'll make more money if they do this versus doing it because it's actually beneficial to the story, which yeah. I think ties in great to business brand and crisis. Yeah. <laughs> because if you are building your brand or building your company or marketing or anything, and the only goal you have is to make money, which of course, like, of course we got to make money. We got to pay bills. Yeah. I like but, food. I like to eat. That's a habit I want to keep. Yes. But if everything you're doing does not come from a genuine place of, I want to help build brands because I enjoy it versus I want to help build brands because people will pay for it, you're never going to have a genuine experience. Yeah. And so I think that is where we're seeing this issue unfold is that the genu- genuineness? Genuinity? It's a word if you can spell it, Savannah. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. <laughs> You should if you should see my text messages. It could be depicted as hieroglyphs. Like I have never spelled a word correctly in my life. <laughs> but the TLDR, if it's not genuine, it's not going to connect with people. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the whole thing. Because I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you want to create a product that people love, that people continue to talk about. Brand enables your business to kind of keep that velocity and propel yeah. without having to really hammer and struggle weekly with marketing to try to do execution. And you still need to do marketing. I'm not saying that branding replaces marketing, right? but it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. They work so much better <laughs> together when they're working together. Yeah. Anyways, on that note, we hope you enjoyed <laughs> this episode of the podcast as we ranted and lamented. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I shuddered at least once. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, kind of like if you were, if this was on camera again, everybody would have been like, did, she, did he kick her? <laughs> <laughs> she changed to an alternate dimension. <laughs> yeah. It's like she phased in and out there for a minute. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nerd Brand Podcast. And we want to ask you to like and subscribe everywhere you see us, of course. But you can find us on nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast, or you can just go to nerdbrandpodcast.com and you can find us there. Uh, we, are excited about some upcoming episodes that we're working on. Uh, we want to once again thank The Root for allowing us to occupy the nest, as they call yeah. it, for the new space that we're going to start doing the shows in. This is not our studio, but it's a good it's a good home. They're they're, they're in the middle of building yeah. it out. So we love downtown New Albany. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's you know ten minutes from my house, so I love it. It's ten <laughs> minutes from my apartment. <laughs> is it? Yeah. So yeah, we got two Hoosiers and uh, a person from. Lo- How does it feel to drive from St. Matthews? <laughs> Yeah, it's your turn now. I gotta go over the bridge. <laughs> now you know our life. We just do a whole episode on <laughs> the pains of living in Indiana, but working in Louisville. I was actually staying at my mom's uh, last night, so I drove from Memphis, Indiana. So okay, but it was still oh. like a, the same amount you, it of was, drive. It was gonna be the same. Yeah, yeah, it was still the same. Yeah, there's no water to cross. 
prefer yeah. the water. <laughs> At least it's in the Yeah. I'm just driving down 65 and you get on 265 and I'm like, well, there it is. <laughs> ah. Anyways, you know where to find us at. Uh, tune in, like, subscribe, like I said. And remember, everybody out there, keep your nerve brand strong.